Hey, welcome back to the Figgins Chairs, me, boy, Eli. It's me, Joe. And we're here to talk about Blue Beetle, the long-awaited uh, new superhero movie from DC. And I think this is the second one, right? This is this... Um, you mean the second one this year, yes. Yes, 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 yes. The, the second one that came out this year, because the first one was Flash, and I think that's the only one left, right? Um, yeah, I believe uh, the new Aquaman comes out next year? That sounds about right. And... I mean, if you've been trying to keep up with uh, the state of the DC uh, cinematic universe stuff, yeah, it's a, it's a bit... Uh, it's weird. Yeah, it's a bit all over the place, but as far as uh, we can understand, Blue Beetle is supposed to be, like, part of the new continuity that James Gunn and uh, mm -hmm. Co. Staff, right? yeah. Yeah, and Co are um, doing now. Mm -hmm. That's what he said. Yeah, and this, you know, there's a lot of things to talk about this movie, not, not in a negative sense, but in like, oh, I hope this is well, because uh, there's been a lot of talks recently about how it might not do great, but I feel like it'll do fine. Yeah, yeah a think, lot of uh, those uh, early box office projections that sometimes come out, and... Uh, uh, yeah, a lot of them have been sort of saying that yeah. Blue Beetle might be a flop. And people are like, oh, is that going to affect the, like, we, we, I think it'll be fine. Uh, we, well, we won't know until when it happens. And then I trust the people at, you know, at DC right now with James Gunn and Peter and all those guys over there. And, I mean, unless you're like Wonder Woman. <laughs> Yeah. That's a different story entirely. That's, that's a different story entirely. Yeah, yeah but no, um, so we just came back from watching the movie. Um, the way we tend to do this, for those of you who are new here, we like to give a one-minute thought on the movie, uh, usually like a one-minute review or kind of thing, and then we go into more detail as we go along. And usually this is very spoiler-free. Uh, I doubt we would, you know, break that commitment. <laughs> yeah, I don't think... Uh... Mm -hmm. There's anything in here that would warrant us to go full spoilers, no. but, uh, yeah, you know, we generally try to keep it on the down low. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so we'll start off with Joey. Go ahead. All right, so Blue Beetle is, I think, a very solid superhero movie. Uh, Jaime, I think, is a very uh, likable protagonist. Uh, his whole relationship with his family is very solid and probably one of the best parts of the movie. Uh, the fight scenes are pretty awesome, uh, especially towards the end, the big climax. They, are, they do have a bit of creativity in there. Uh, I will say, uh, I think some of the photography is great. I think the only maybe downside is probably just some pacing issues, as well as a bit of the writing, especially when it comes to our uh, big bad. Um, they kind of feel a bit uh, too cartoony and also underdeveloped at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like It feels like there could have been more to do the villain but besides that um i think it's a very solid superhero movie and it does seem like uh, a step in the right direction in terms of maybe dc's uh tone in when it comes to movies mm -hmm. all right and those are your thoughts now it's time for my thoughts so blue beetle as a comic book fan and uh someone who always looks forward to a little bit of representation here and there. I am glad to say I am very pleased with this movie. While it may not be a perfect movie, I feel it is a movie that aims and reaches the audience it needs to reach. 
that being said, there are some issues with it. I do agree with uh, pacing issues. Some di for me, dialogues is especially in that first act were a little rough. But at the end of the day, uh, the heart of the movie is centered around Jaime and his relationship with his family, and it's really the the really the uh, the core of what this movie is about, and very much about why that's important to him. Uh, the villain herself, um, while being cartoony, I do feel is a little lacking in some areas. I do wish it was a little more impactful, especially what they wanted to go with. But yes, I do fully enjoy this movie. So obviously, the first thing I talk about is uh, Blue Beetle himself, Jaime Reyes. I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, he's a very likable uh, yeah. protagonist, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, he he goes through a lot of stuff, and when when I mean that his relationship with his family is very important uh, to him, it's sort of like the big theme of the movie is the importance of family, especially within uh, with him and like sort of the culture that he's grew up on, and as to why that's important. Like we all seen the, the from the trailers, like they're out there supporting him at his like first job. Yeah, and uh, I mean, yeah, it's this is like they, it's a very tight knit group. Um, I don't remember the names of most of the actors, but uh, they all do very well in their parts. Mm -hmm. um, George Lopez is the uh, crazy uncle, the conspiracy guy, and I I will say like it definitely just feels like there are some moments where it just feels like George Lopez is just kind of hamming it up a little bit. Yeah, especially early in the in the beginning of the movie, but he at the same time he has this very like emotional speech to give Jaime. Uh, where, that really like hits the core on like for for me, and I was like, yeah, that's that's what I'm here for. Yeah, I, 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 I you know, when when uh, when George Lopez's character is allowed to like actually do like other things besides being comic relief, yeah, it does actually mm -hmm. hit well, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, not to say that George Lopez can't act or anything, but I mean, you know, it's like, all right, yeah, all right, this is a mm -hmm. this is a good uh, role they, for the character yeah, to have, they, right? Yeah, and like. Uh, probably one of my favorite members of the family was probably the dad. The dad himself was like really, sort of like, very emotional, and very supportive of his son. It's it's great to see such positive uh, father figures nowadays, kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, like he's a very he's like the wise dude, uh, always like saying like, hey, listen, we're a family. We can do anything, you know, as long as we stick together, kind of thing, you mm -hmm. know. And which is like core of the movie, right? Like you know, like power, of friend, uh, friendship, and family, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And the reason that we say like the fa the idea of family is important, especially for Jaime, is that it's meant to contrast the uh, the villains' uh, whole thing, because it's like, uh, and we'll go into it more, because but like because the main villain, um, she's she's cord, but not you know Ted Cord. Uh, kind of thing, but like... Uh, you take Cord's sister, I believe, uh, I forget her first name, because, uh, yeah, because, uh, she has her niece, Jenny Cord, who is the daughter of Ted Cord. The second Blue Beetle. Yeah, who is also, who's, uh, very, like, against her aunt's, uh, ways of running the company, pretty mm -hmm. much going full on, putting a front of being like, oh, we're, like, a you know, a good, like, uh, beneficiary, you know, we have all these places and whatever, but it's, like, actually kind of, like, a military, like, 
weapons mm-hmm. engineering company, and she's like, hey, we got we got to stop making these weapons, and like mm-hmm. her aunt is like, man, eh, no, <laughs> we need to make money. Yeah, like, mm. yeah. So like, it's 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 very much like that, and like I said, like Jaime himself is very likable. Like he he goes through a lot of things, especially when it comes with the armor, uh, with the with the scarab itself, and like. I I'll be honest. I'm very impressed with the way they did the scarab. There's some things that I that, that I'm like, eh, I I kind of see why you deviate away from that. Uh, but there's something about like you know, the, the comics guy in me that makes me go like, ah, I kind of wish you kept that. Because mm-hmm. like uh, in in the comics, um, so Jaime in the comics is the third uh, Blue Beetle, after um, so Ted Corp was the second one. Um, Gareth. Dan Gareth was the first Blue Beetle, then, yeah, the Ted Cord second Blue Beetle. And there's a lot of, there were some nods to the fact, to how uh, Ted Cord was actually in the, was in the comics through through this movie. Uh, very, very little, not not like 100% accurate kind of shit, but there's some stuff, and I'll, I'll talk about that later. But, um, yeah, in the comics, he's the third Blue Beetle, he takes over after Ted Cord's death. Uh, and he's kind of like a lost kid, because he's like, what do I do? <laughs> I... I, I got these powers out of nowhere. I just happened upon them. But, like, you know, he kind of grows with him, you know, becomes his own hero kind of stuff. So you kind of see a bit of that in here. Uh, but the thing that makes it different is that the Scarab itself is very uh, antagonistic at points in the comics. While in the movie, they make it more, um, you know, I don't want to say complacent, but, like, willing to work with him, I guess. You know? Right, like I get. I guess what you're trying to say is that in in the comics, it's uh, it takes a while for Jaime to like get control of the scarab, mm. while in the movie, like uh, they're like initially, it's like oh, it kind of does its own thing, uh, mainly just to protect the user. Mm-hmm. But eventually, they sort of get on sort of an equal. Like they 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 sort of come to a quick understanding like hey listen I I am in control mm-hmm. kind of thing right yeah and I totally understand why they kind of deviated from that because then it's it's one of those things and we've talked about this before when it comes to films right there's some things you need to cut and some things you need to change because we only have a certain amount of time mm-hmm. so like to to make it to change it up to make it more of the way it is I I totally understand but there's a part of me that was like man I kind of wish I kind of want to see him like struggle with that. With with that uh that scarab and shit, but you know, but that's why I have like other things like Young Justice and shit. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not that big of a deal, uh, big of an issue for me. Uh, but yeah, in ter- in terms of like uh, I'm I'm gonna butcher his name because like um because it's it's very like Latin American. Uh, uh the main actor. Yeah. Uh, uh, like Zolo. Yeah. 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 So like it's very much like that uh. The authentic uh, Mexica, you know, name. Yeah. yeah. No, now all kind of shit. Uh, yeah, we're, we're Latinos. <laughs> yeah, but it's honestly like, I, I, re- he, if, I really hope there's more movies for him because he was very much, because he was literally, you know, the star of the show. Yeah, yeah, a lot of. I like... know he's the main character, but like, <laughs> but like, man, he sold, he, he, he. In the same way as like you would see like I guess Iron Man uh, playing being played by Robert Downey Jr. and um, so on and so forth, you can see uh, Solo playing uh, Jaime Reyes. Yeah, like I, I, he definitely fits the role very well. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, like, and I will say this about the Blue Beetle suit too, because I know, uh, like, newer incarnations have him, like, have this weird mouth thing. Yeah. Going on with it, which yeah, in the looks... comic, in the comics, he has a mouth. Yeah, which, I don't know, I, don't, I always look kind of weird, so it is interesting that he kind of just went with more, like... Like a mask on, like, like, kind of like a, yeah. like a, like a Spider-Man thing. Yeah. But, like, you can see the, the mouth, like, the what would be the mouth movement. Yeah. Because you see the jawline movement. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that a lot. Because, like, the, the mouth thing, it, it, it's done in comics because it's so that you can see there being, like, also kind of like, it's kind of like an exosuit. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes sense. Um, but, like, you can kind of understand, like, why that would look so goofy in, like, in, like, a live action. Like, like don't get me wrong. I, I, I like it when there's, like, goofiness to the costumes and, you, and when it's translated well, it's translated well. But, like, mm, no. Yeah, I feel like if they try to go with that, I feel like it'd be a little too on like uncanny valley. Yeah, but it does give it a good Tokusatsu feel. That too. Which, yeah. I, by the way, I uh, that, that I will say the like the last uh, the final battle does have that Tokusatsu vibe a mm-hmm. little bit. Oh yeah. Which I won't lie, like that's kind of fun. Yeah, which it's funny because I think that that's part of the reason it was designed that way for for Jaime. Mm-hmm. They're they're much like, hey, this is pretty cool. Why don't you add that in there? I may be wrong, but hey, if I hope I'm not, because <laughs> you know, little borrowing here and there. Um, obviously now um, we talked about Jaime and his family. Um, your thoughts on the villain? Um, yeah. Um, I I do think she's a, she's a she's all right as a villain. Mm-hmm. Um. I would really like to remember what her name is. <laughs> Aside from her lesbian name being Cord. Yeah, like, there is, like, a bit of implication that she might have had a hand in, in in the fate of the second Blue Beetle, which is yeah. kind of interesting, you know, considering their, their family and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides that, she definitely feels a little over the top, you know, kind of just typical, I'm rich and evil, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, Victoria. Yeah, Victoria uh, Cord. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think she's okay. Um, definitely not, like, n- like not really anything to write home about. She does have, you know, her her, her motivations and stuff, but it's just, uh, she did feel just a little bit underdeveloped and a bit over the top mm-hmm. in some areas. Like, it feels like they could have done more with her. In terms of like, oh, make her a bit more interesting instead of just being like, ah, I'm just, just rich and evil, and I just want to use the scarab to, to make my own uh, army of like, kind of blue beetles, but not really, you know. Yeah, um, the vil- the the superhero villain in this one is Omac, um, which I mean, it fits the it fits the role, but uh, yeah, it's 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 alright. Well, it has, it has a nice connection to, between that and uh, I think it was Infinite Crisis and Infinite. No, Crisis on Infinite Earths was the first one, and Infinite Crisis was the second one. Then it was Final Crisis, and then some other shit. <laughs> so oh, many my, goddamn damn crises. I mean, that's how it started off, right? I mean, and it's funny because you know, already I was talking about how they include Tech Cord's uh, a lot of stuff from the comics with Tech Cord, um, because there's a there's a moment I'm not gonna go that deep into it where. They kind of allude to something that happened to him in the comics, but obviously that doesn't happen in this movie, which I find I don't know. It's 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 a really cool nod to the comic, but I felt like, 
Yeah, you didn't really need to put that in there. Because in the comics, um, uh, Ted Cord is uh, killed by um, Maxwell Lord, you know, the character that Pedro Pascal plays in Wonder Woman 1984. And because of that, uh, it's what lets Wonder Woman stabbing his neck. Shit. It's, it's a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, obviously... Uh, you're, you're not getting that. No. Pedro Pascal is not going to show up out of, is going to show up out of nowhere and shoot a man in the head. Also, like this is a, as far as we understand, this is part mm. of the new continuity where we don't even know if well, <laughs> I mean it's highly likely that she's not coming uh, back. That, that uh, yeah, that uh, Gal Gadot uh, might not come back as Wonder Woman, I, although there's rumors that she might be I, Again, we'll get into that in a whole separate mm. thing, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I also would agree that doesn't really make sense. Mm. Although, we, like, I think uh, out of all the other references out there, we do know that uh, I think Jaime went to Gotham University, I think. Which is nice. I like that. And we do hear, like, a name drop of Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. on the TV. No, it doesn't As well as the. Uh, obviously, like, name drops of, like, say, Superman stuff, but we don't see them. No. Which I, I think, obviously it's on purpose, so, yeah, yeah. I, you know. And we can talk about more of that later, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, but, like, I agree with you with the, the fact, because, like, there was, like, I, I felt like she was very, like, and I, I'm not saying she was a terrible villain, but it's, like, her motivations were very, like, eh. But then, like, we, as we were talking about it, it was like, oh, no, this is her motivation. And I was like, wait, what? I don't want to, oh, wait, you're right. Because there's, there's, a, there's a subplot, not a subplot, but there's a, there's a nod, uh, not nod. There's a, a passing, like, a detail of her being, like, um, not chosen to go with the company because they chose uh, her brother, Ted. Yeah, like, you know, it's uh, something that Jenny mentions, of like, oh, you know, her, uh, Victoria and her father ran the company for, for a while, mm-hmm. but then when their father died, uh, in his will... Uh, he passed the company ownership to Ted Cord, not Victoria, who uh, from who didn't really do much of work. Yeah, who wasn't. In their eyes. Yeah, who wasn't like in her eyes. As in, yeah, yeah, in her eyes, wasn't as involved in the business. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, that's sort of like one of her big motivations of like, I'm returning the company back to what it was. You know, like because mm-hmm. basically Ted Cord went with the more uh, humanitarian slash, um, what's the word I'm looking for, philanthropic approach yeah. to Corda uh, industries. industries, you know, like helping out all these other like stuff, while uh, Victoria was more like, we got to go back to making weapons and stuff. That's where the real money's at, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, there's, like, this really cool, like, you know, and, uh, like, this really cool, like, commentary on some stuff. There's a lot of commentary in this movie. Uh, some of them have done well, some of them have done like, eh, need a little work, but I get what you're, I get what you're going with. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, like, that kind of commentary, I was like, oh, this is really good commentary. But I think it's already shadowed by some of the stuff that um, uh, Victoria does. It's sort of like, yeah, she is a woman scorned, you know, because of like, you know, social standings and all this stuff, but that's not her reasoning. But it, 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 half the time, you know, it doesn't seem like that's what it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would uh, argue that it just feels more like it's there as like a reason, yeah. but they never focus fully on it because she's so kind of 
over-the-top, like, bad guy. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, she's probably just a dick, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you're going to get that feeling from her, and I think that was, like, one of the intentions. But, like, the fact that they try to give her a reason as to why she's also doing that such things, you know, it's it, it doesn't work. Right? When, once you realize that thing, uh, her motivation of the fact that she was, like, you know, not given the company because... Obviously, she is not a man, right? Uh-huh. Because it's we can assume that the dad was mostly in charge with the daughter, you know, with her doing like some of the work too. Yeah. Right. And he was like, no, I'm just gonna give it to my son because you know misogyny. <laughs> yeah. But it's like you never a bit like when you realize that, but also like there's this aspect of her, it doesn't like connect well or it's not conveyed as well and it become and it starts to crumble on itself. Right now, I may be wrong in my opinion, but you know, that's you know, that's how it came across. That's right? how it came across because like there was an, there was an itch to me. I was like, something about this lady doesn't feel like right. Like I'm like she is not like I said, overly cartoony, but not a terrible villain, right? Yeah, like more forgettable than anything. Which yeah. I mean, that's probably what you don't want to have your villain be. You want your villain to be. Sort of, like, I don't know, because obviously, like, the thing about it, too, is that it feels like she barely has intera- any interactions with Jaime, other than, he has the scarab, I want the scarab, mm-hmm. kind of thing, right? Yeah. You know, it, it's sort of a means to an end, like, eh, who cares? Yeah. yeah. There's never, like, a moment where she's just like, oh, aren't you that, that one kid? Oh, yeah. 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 What was your name again? Jamie? Yeah, because they ha- they do have a meeting beforehand, yeah. but she's obviously not doesn't really care much about the kid. Yeah. So you know, she doesn't even know his name. Yeah. But yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like it feels like there should be some mm-hmm. sort of confrontation, but it's more like I guess it's more it feels more like she uh, Victoria's more of like Jenny's issue to deal with, which I guess makes sense because like again, a lot of the movie is. Uh, just straight up like family, like mm-hmm. you know the importance of family and the fam- familial bonds, and certain the the difference between Jaime and his relationship with his family and Ginny and Victoria's relationship with each other. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and it's it's very like that's what I'm saying. Like when she bring that into question, and you think about some of the motivations for her, and but some of her actions, it's like it feels really weird, right? Like. At the end of the day, she's not meant to... I don't think she's meant to be that sympathetic. Well, no, if you're going with that that logic as to why she didn't get the company, it kind of supposed to make you feel sympathetic, but, like, her actions, you know... It's weird, right? I mean, I guess you can argue... Like, because the thing is, the way it's mentioned, like... It's such a pass, it's a throwaway line. Yeah, it's, it's such a throwaway line that you kind of feel like it's not supposed to make her sympathetic. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, yeah, sure, maybe that's a reason, but, like, it's not enough of a reason to make you feel sympathetic that, oh, yeah, no, this lady is just yeah. bad. <laughs> or or any, any form of anything. It's just, like, a throwaway line, but it's, like, at the same time, there's, like, an aspect of truth to that and, like, a very good reason for her to be the way she is, you know, aside from, like, being an asshole. Mm-hmm. The, and, like, there's, like, this... I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, once you realize that, it, it, it kind of falls apart on itself. 
right? And I don't think people are going to notice it. <laughs> I, it's more, I think what people are, are going to notice is just like, she's kind of bland. And yeah. that's it. Yeah. There's like, there's a, but with the line that said, it feels like, oh, she could have been more interesting mm-hmm. of a villain, but the movie doesn't take advantage of it, so she still just tends, ends up being bland mm-hmm. and kind of forgettable, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, one thing I will note that I really liked about this movie, although I feel like part of it was kind of just like a really weird showcase at the same time, was... Uh, how much they they talk about uh, uh, pop culture from Mexico? <laughs> uh, yeah, like, so like there's, there's a there's a reason we're on Chaplin called Lava Shirt. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a lot of references to uh, various pop culture stuff that like Mexican or Mexican Americans would know. Chicano, Kasha, yeah, 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 you know, um, some of it that I mean, I mean, it works for yeah. what it is. Um, I know there's like a reference to the soap opera where I'm like, where you're like, oh yeah, I know that, and I'm just like, what the fuck is that again? I there's so many, they all look the same to me, you know, at yeah, a certain point. So I, you didn't watch it. You were still like a kid, kid. Like I yeah, remember watching. It. Like yeah, because in my brain I'm just like, they all look the same to me, dude. Like, mm. <laughs> like I, I I barely cared it when I was even at that age. Yeah, you know, it's just a bunch of melodrama of like. They even referenced the the Mexican Dracula. I yeah yeah I think because that one scene with the yeah. uh, candles and yeah. stuff right yeah with the, yeah. they were watching on the TV yeah. I was like, you mean to tell me like all these things that like we grew up on and know of ourselves all just happen to be on the same channel? <laughs> well, it was not on the same channel. She's just flipping through. The yeah, channel I mean like, like on the, on the same time slot. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> if I, like I say, like I liked it, but I was just like, "What the hell?" I felt like we stopped the movie for a second. A little bit. Yeah, we did. I mean, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. The, um, it's just kind of like one of those, like, oh, that's kind of a neat thing to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see fair. I think it works in the context of the movie I think it works most yeah. part I don't think it ever takes away from like no 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 no, no. That stuff. It's, especially it's... for like an American audience that's mm-hmm. just like okay that's just more. yeah that was one of those like uh, I guess I guess it was I wouldn't say a cameo but it's one of those like uh, uh, Easter eggs for people like if you grew up with that kind of stuff you would know it, you recognize it immediately like, like I said there's stuff that even you would recognize I like how you pointed out that uh, there was a bag of Takis in the background and I'm just like so, <laughs> I, I mean, was just like, oh no, it just, it just like, I was like, oh shit, some Takis. It's like, okay, yeah, sure, I guess, yes, Mexican Americans do eat a lot of spicy snacks. What's the point here? <laughs> I'm not, I mean, I mean, I, I know, I know, I know. I mean, listen, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. if they, if there was like actual like snacks from Mexico, then I'd be like, okay, that's kind of neat. Yeah, the, the, the wow, what was it called? It's on the tip of my tongue. Is the one with the, the little clown head? Yeah, I think they're called Sabritas. Yes, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm talking about, like, the candy, like, the one that... Was on the oh, candy. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, Duncalines and all that shit. Yeah. 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 Fucking random-ass bimbo in there. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I feel like bimbo would work. I mean, bimbo would work. Yeah. I've seen that. I remember we seeing a lot of bimbo. Um, you know, that's a whole Saudi bread thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. But, yeah, uh... Like, like I said, you know, uh, it doesn't take away from the movie. It's kind of one of those things of, like, it's a blink if you admit it, miss it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it's it's fine. It adds a lot of like I guess interesting layers. Mm-hmm. Um, because Jaime is Mexican American, and they do sort of uh, lean into it. You know, mm-hmm. like like obviously you have the whole like grandma who doesn't speak a whole lot of English, speaks Spanish all the time, mm-hmm. kind of thing. That happens in a lot of the uh, movies about Mexicans or, or Hispanics in general. Yeah, she does. She did the one thing. I'm like, oh damn, that hits home. Uh, sadly, she, uh, there are no chanclas being thrown, so sorry. Uh, God, that would have been that would have been hilarious. You know, like sorry for all the people who thought that was gonna happen. Instead of her giving her, they should have found a weapon that was just a chancla. She was just like rummaging around, like I need my chancla. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I guess to be fair, what they did do with her is also just kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. They did. Um. But anyways, yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. I think. What other stuff I'm trying to think about to mm-hmm. talk about because I think yeah I think the villain was definitely probably the weakest part mm-hmm. um I do think some of the pacing was a little mm. off in some moments because I know I feel like the first like part kind of drags on a little bit it did it's it was my least favorite part there was there were moments where I'm just like oh my god please just let's just can we move on kind of stuff like I'm not enough terrible way I was like okay I get it um I, mean, I don't find this funny at all, kind of stuff. Um, yeah, because I think you were kind of like some of the dialogue choices of some. Yeah, yeah, like there was there were just little, like weird like things about the dialogue. I it like I don't know. I I've just never been a real fan of like we're speaking English and then we ran we randomly throw like a like a some la- some Spanish slang in there and I'm like like not not in a like a natural way. It felt very like were forced like um like it didn't feel genuine i guess would be the, the thing i'm trying to say mm-hmm. like it didn't feel like natural it felt very like trying to trying too hard to yeah. incorporate spanish into like yeah but as, as the movie went on i was like okay now nah, that's how you do it <laughs> yeah especially mm-hmm. when it came with the fam with like the older family members like the mom the gram the grandma the uncle the dad kind of stuff like that I was like that that's what i'm looking for mm-hmm. yeah and that was just yeah, that was for me. But like like for me, I, I my, my favorite part was probably the second the 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 middle part of the mo- of of the film where it's it's it felt like a totally different movie. Like the, like there was like uh, some stuff. I'm like, man, this is tense, and I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and you know the third arc like was was almost there, but I felt like there was some part of it that was slouched. I think you mentioned like there was a lot of like moments where it felt like we stopped for a second. Yeah. Like like the, the it was building up stop like a little, not only like a quick stop it was like a little bit of a long stop and it was like keep going and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I I like I said I didn't like it. Uh, now the question is whether or not this is part of the actual DC universe or anything like that. I know James Gunn has mentioned that it technically is, mm-hmm. uh, but the film itself um, does its best to like acknowledge that it is part of the DC universe but not like fully commit to what exactly which I think it's in the same vein as like Peacemaker and stuff like that right where it's part of the DC universe but not maybe not the exact one well I mean we know that Peacemaker is getting a second season and as far as uh, we uh, we can only assume that it's going to be part of the new continuity mm-hmm. right so we can only assume well, I, mean, I don't know I, I, I kind of figure and mm-hmm. as to, I guess, the other big elephant in the room of, like, hey, you know, 
this movie might bomb. What does that mean for Zach? And I was like, sir. Uh, well, there's probably some people that are thinking that. Um, what does this mean for James Gunn and the future of the DC Cinematic Universe? Uh, you know, does it? Are we already, you know, facing a dud and stuff like that? And it's like, I would say that, given the fact that Blue Beetle started off production in like the in between, yeah, of uh sort of transitioning of DC heads and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, I wouldn't consider it, like... To, like, James Gunn has his vision, right? Mm-hmm. And it will start with Superman Legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that will be sort of, like, the actual real test of whether or not James Gunn's uh, vision for the DC uh, universe on film will actually work. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I know some people were like, Saying, oh, you know, Flash is bad because, you know, it's part of James Gunn's thing, or, or even though it's not. No. Like, the Flash just, uh, you know, it adds, it's, it's its own bag, bag of worms. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was more of like, we just need to release this. It's, it's, let's just get it out. And it performed terribly. <laughs> well, well, I feel like Blue Beetle will eventually perform well. Because at least there's a, there'll be a good word. It just needs a good word of mouth, and it's probably gonna be. And you know, sometimes movies take a while for it to you know. I mean, similar thing happened with I think uh, that Pixar film Elemental. Elementals, yeah. Yeah. yeah Everyone was like, "Oh, it, it bombed." I'm like, "It, it oh, bombed." Man. And it then, back. I mean, granted, it had help with uh, overseas audiences, especially yeah. from Korea, because from what I understand, the director was Korean, and like the whole. The whole story is kind of like just a metaphor for how he grew up in the states. How she grew up, yeah. Yeah, or she, he or she, or whatever. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember the the the, the actual I'm gender. Uh, of the, I'm pretty sure it's a she. Yeah, because the main character is a woman, yeah, right? Yeah. The point is, you know, like that, and that kind of resonated with a lot of Korean audiences overseas, and mm-hmm. you know that helped boost sales. So I mean, we don't know what. I mean, Blue Beetle, I believe, only had a budget of like 120 million, and then mm-hmm. maybe add like marketing and stuff. Uh, Twenty-four. Yeah. Uh, two hundred forty million. Mhm. So. Yeah, because the way the way it works is that you got to make the money back for the production, but also the money for marketing, which are two separate payments, right? Uh, yeah, two. I mean, yeah. As well as sharing profits with theater chains and all that stuff. The point is, is like, Blue Beetle always. Uh, I don't was. Uh, at least I feel like budgeted well enough so mm. that, I don't think it would be like that big of a loss. Unless no. it's, like, super catastrophic. But I do agree that I feel like good word of mouth. Because, I mean, honestly, from looking at reviews and stuff, it does seem like, for the most part, people are kind of leaning towards it being, yeah, it's solid. You know, it's yeah. good. You know, it's yeah. not the best thing ever, but, like, it's good. It's yeah. not The Flash. <laughs> it's definitely not The Flash. It ain't no Black Adam, you know. It ain't it's, no it's, fucking Black Adam. It's, it's a good movie. Yeah. It, like, those movies were made in between, either in between the... the the you know like the the transfer of power or before the transfer of power but you know it's but Blue Beetle in itself a lot of people were writing on it a lot of people wanted to see it. I remember because it was supposed to be originally for Max only yeah it was uh, one of those projects that was originally going to be on HBO Max now just called Max because mm-hmm. Warner Discovery is a bunch of idiots um, and yeah it was one of the movies that were like hey you know what no let's let's give this the proper feature film thing right yeah let's release it in theaters because uh, a lot of vocal people and you know they don't show up don't worry 
And but yeah, what what's your rating for this movie? I am leaning towards I would say 7.5. I'm I'm a, I'm in agreement of that. Like 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 it's, it's a there's aspects about the movie that I feel just didn't work really that well or like, you know, it it didn't reach the height it wanted to, but it still has like that sort of heart and charm that I feel like it, it needed. Uh, that, that's my reasoning, but yes, I do agree. Sample five. I don't. I don't know what your reasoning. Uh no, yeah, I think the villain. Because uh, I feel like for the most part, uh, the pacing was kind of off for a little bit, but I can kind of forgive it for a little bit. But it really is just more of the villain being kind of just bland. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the Omac, uh, the guy in the Omac suit, is kind of interesting, but. Yeah. Uh, like you only get to see like his full backstory by the end, and it's like, oh, okay, like, I guess, yeah, like I mean, he's a solid like henchman villain kind of thing mm-hmm. for the most part, but yeah, like the villains aren't really that interesting, so it just feels like I don't know. I'll like, say this: when you look like something that came out of straight out of Anthem, you're already in trouble with me. <laughs> yeah, that was the uh, that was the, the funny thing about that, like. Oh, this guy looks like he's been ripped out of Anthem. You know? Remember that game? That was supposed to be the next big thing? No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think 7.5 is, is a really good one. Uh, but here's the thing. We give it 7.5, but in our hearts, uh, Jaime hit. Yeah, I won't lie. Yeah, like, Jaime is a cool guy. Yeah, I want to see more of him, my boy. Mi, 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 mi gente, amigo. Mi gente. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I I do I I probably would agree with that. I think for the most part uh if you wanted to do your best to make a likable superhero, I mean, Blue Beetle definitely has all those qualities for it me. It has all those qualities and you want to see more. Um but yeah, that's the end of the episode, guys. Be sure uh, to follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, we're most active on Instagram. And uh those there's a link tree on Instagram for all the podcasts that we're officially part of, like Apple Podcasts, Cool Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, all the like. And a link to a YouTube for your audio listeners out there who want to put a face to voice. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe. We have a Patreon. We're really just there just for just for show. Uh, and any form of support. Uh but yeah, Blue Beetle is go watch it. It's a really good movie. It's 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 really good, really solid. You'll enjoy your time. Now all I need is for Marvel to do Robbie Ray as Ghost Rider. <laughs> well, I mean, technically they did do it in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show, but I know what you mean. I want him in that screen, bro. Like, I, I want him up there. Yeah, it would be kind of cool. I mean, there's a... Listen, we're bringing back a bunch of, like, characters from other, like, Marvel, like, TV show stuff, mm-hmm. like Daredevil and stuff. So I, I, I am still kind of surprised that we haven't... Considering... At the time, like, that was actually good reception for Robbie. Oh, yeah, no, Robbie's always been very popular. You know, so... He, yeah, he, he beat out all the other, not Johnny and Danny Ketch. Mm-hmm. More, more, more so, not other, like, not Johnny Blaze uh, Ghost Riders. Yeah. I can go through the list. And the only two, the only three people that pop up is Johnny K... Uh, Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze. Uh, Johnny Cage is MK. Um, the other boy, uh, Danny Ketch, and Robbie. So, yeah. Anyways, guys, yeah, have a good one. Peace.